0: back yep. I believe this is episode
1: 15 right episode 15 you know
0: yep. if, if one more episode away and this podcast can uh, start taking driver's license.
1: <laughs> let's hope it's a it's a good driver I mean it's it's pretty crazy like we we, we kind of started this just out, out on a limb and it's pretty crazy like how it's grown up to this point and I like how things are going
0: yeah exactly and uh, we got a lot of exciting things planned in the near future um, potential guests potential segments on the show um, prospect of this podcast is really exciting and uh we're only getting started
1: oh yeah and i mean i would love to hear some feedback from the people who do listen to this podcast um if you're listening to this maybe tweet us something if you like this podcast or not uh again like i think i'll just plug my stuff pretty early we'll do it again at the end but uh just hit me up on twitter at matt underscore rodrigo underscore
0: and if there's any topics, like like you said, uh, tweet me, at the Leafs IMO. Um, if there's anything interesting you see, let us know. Uh, we
1: may mention it in a future episode. Yeah, I mean, I just want to know, like, how people are receiving our uh, podcast, really. It's 16 episodes in. I would Absolutely. love to get some feedback, you know. Uh, if you guys like it or, you know, if you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ho, if you don't, if you hate it, then why are you listening? Of course, of course. I mean, hey, I mean, I, I'm not judging you. Like, thanks for <laughs> listening, of course, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, how's your week going? It's been good. Um, we're back in school. Last
0: week was my reading week, so I was doing a lot of assignments. This week we're preparing for a trip. We're going down to Florida and, uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's just for school stuff. I know obviously it's a little scary cause, oh no, the coronavirus is going all over the place. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so far they said, uh, it looks like the trip's still happening. So that's exciting.
1: Oh yeah. Um, things were pretty good for me. Like I just started at a uh, sports net, um, Just a broadcast associate. (laughs) You say that, but you were you were over there last year doing your (laughs) internship. I mean, internship for me as well. So yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, but we were were, you kind of worked in radio. I worked in uh, I'm working in TV. So different ends, kind of in a way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: uh, who would have thought we'd be both doing podcasting? Of course, of course. Not (laughs) me. Not us. Not me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it works out. It's crazy how things work out. Exactly. Yeah. Just like how crazy it is that the uh, the Leafs season has been working out in this way that people really didn't expect were you up for that game last night um i was at work so i was working so um if you don't know like yeah my position is like um we're like clipping the highlights and um i guess you get assigned to a game and yeah um i mean hey there are games happening all around you like everyone in the newsroom has a game on um so it's easy just to peek over and see what's going on in the leafs game or you know in the oilers game whatever but yeah it's it's definitely tough because uh yeah, I couldn't I can give all my attention to Leafs game like usual. But mm-hmm. it was a tough game. And um, actually, we went on for the, uh, I believe, the 10.30 show or the 11.30 show, should I say. 11.30 show, Um, we went on for uh, about a half an hour. And at that moment, uh, when I went in, it was 2-0 um, for the Sharks. Of course. Come back. It's 2-2. Two, uh, I, I came back right when Marner scored. It's amazing. Everyone was going crazy, so it was, it was nice. Jordan 2-2, um, I see. <laughs> and then... Uh, so it was 2-2 two, two. and then uh, that's when like my shift was ending so I actually headed out when there was a, when the third had just started mm. and I'm going and on my way out I see San Jose get one and then I'm on my way home and I see that San Jose took another one like they scored another one and then yeah at that point it was, it was pretty much done
0: yeah that was pretty embarrassing um, and just sort of the fact that uh, I think I wonder how much the Leafs looked at the Sharks and thought, "Man, it's a cakewalk. Man, it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And you know how... Remember how back in January they had that game against uh, Florida? Oh, yeah. Where they came an extra day early to just get some sun. And I, then they played terribly. Yeah, one of the worst games of the season, mm-hmm. just in terms of overall performance. I feel like this the exact same thing happened here, with the only difference being that the goalie actually showed up. And... uh they lost on two valuable points. Like, oh, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm mad that they lost because everyone's going to be mad
1: at a loss. But, like, they did it to themselves. That's basically what they got what they deserved. And I think what's crazy uh, is, uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, um, I forgot who tweeted out, but one of the reporters uh, at the game tweeted out that uh, Jack Campbell, you know, the quote that he says, he's basically taking all the blame for the game. And, I mean, stop! such a, such a good guy. That's, like, the the perfect, like, locker room guy you want. Humble super humble, um, kind of puts the team on his back. But, like, it was not Jack Campbell's fault at I all. Know. Someone's got to pull Jack Campbell aside after him. he was like, Jack, listen, we love you, we
0: appreciate you, but you can't stop blaming yourself. Mm, he's easily like, your a fault. fan favorite exactly. just off yeah. of how humble he's been I a hot since he t- got here. I, it's not a hot take, but it's more of a cold take. I think Jack Campbell is
1: the uh, new James Reimer. Oh, yeah. James Reimer was a stud. Like, he was, he was such a great guy. I, I don't think – I honestly don't get how people hated James Reimer and even – I know he was he was kind of inconsistent, but he really led the Leafs to the 2013 playoffs through that entire season. Yeah. And I don't know how you could complain about that. Maybe he wasn't, like, a, obviously an all-star caliber goalie, but mm-hmm. he really led that. Now, looking back, that mediocre team. Oh, of
0: course. And they that mediocre team was uh, one win away and one period away from one period uh, away. When, when, being the Boston Bruins. So, kudos to him. Like, I mean, it's still possible that one day... There could be a goalie tandem of James Reimer and uh, Jack Campbell, and that would be like phew, too ho- too wholesome of a goaltending tandem. That would
1: be that would be the people's team. Yeah, exactly. Side note though, ten thirty starts. I hate them. Oh, I've I've always hated them. I mean, I get that I have to stay up now because I'm working them, but um, yeah, no, it's always like, especially on a school night, it's always on weekdays. Like it's not mm-hmm. like on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Um, it's always on a weekday, and like nobody wants to stay up for that. I mean, nobody can. Like, no. not a lot of people can. They have to be up in the mornings.
0: Exactly. For me uh, today, I had started a class at eight thirty. So having to work for this game up until like pretty much one in the morning is not fun. I mean, obviously as a university student, I can handle it because like, oh, like oh we're used you, to you recover and uh, staying staying up late. Uh, it's it's no big deal. But like, man, even the young guys they we hate it too. It's
1: oh, so boring. Yeah. And not that boring and like, uh, oh, this thing sucks. <sighs> it's almost as bad as the uh, afternoon games. Oh
0: Well, actually, I don't mind afternoon games every once in a
1: while. Depends. It depends. Um, what I, I get you if prefer? you do like on, you know, the Christmas break or like around that time. But um, if you have like in the middle of the day on a random day, like, I don't know. It's just uh, it's tough. Everyone's like at work or everyone's doing something at around that time. Yeah. Like, I don't mind afternoon games. In the weekend,
0: like let's say the weekends work. One, two o'clock start. I don't mind because like you watch the game. The week get,
1: uh, an afternoon game on a weekend is like that doesn't matter. I'm talking about an afternoon game on a weekday.
0: No, of course, yeah, that that's a little annoying. But like obviously for me, like right now, it's a little bit easier to watch the game. Oh yeah. During the week, if if I have to, but like if it's uh later on where I actually have a full time job, uh, of course, I I totally agree. It's a little annoying. Yeah,
1: and like uh, I mean, people are at school, people are at work, people are out and about you know it's it's just tough it's tough i know uh i mean it, it is good though because i know they're targeting like the uh next gen the uh i guess the the younger kids uh who obviously can go if it's uh Christmas break or maybe march break mm-hmm. they seem to plan around those those times which is great for them but yeah tough to be old no huh? exactly yeah it's tough to be old now <laughs> having responsibility as an adult <laughs> so boring oh for sure
0: <laughs> uh least play styles um I, I, I you probably saw I wrote an article earlier today, right? Yeah, 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 I saw. So I wanted. Didn't get to, talk, to read it yet. Yeah, I'll be completely honest. I will just give you the the, the the TLDR, and if, for those of you don't know, it means too long to not read. Um, basically, I think the Leafs uh, the way they were playing last week was very encouraging. I mean, obviously playing against a Zamboni driver and losing to said Zamboni driver is embarrassing, but. The way they responded last week was very encouraging to see because not only were they playing like an energetic style and playing better than uh, their competition for the most part, you saw some of their key players starting to step it up, step it up physically. Oh yeah, like Austin Matthews forechecking. Where's that been?
1: Oh, like um, in the game against uh, uh, yeah, Florida. It was against Florida. Yeah, where yeah. He scored that goal uh, uh basically off of a hustle. And, uh, you know, he I forgot who he laid out, but basically hustled for the puck, hit the guy against the boards, took the puck off, you know, out of the boards, out of the dirty areas especially, and uh, made the play out in front. Exactly. And that's exactly what we want to see from Austin Matthews. I think for the first, what, like three years of his career, he's a big guy. And I remember 2016 when uh, the Leafs got the first overall pick. I was like, man, Austin Matthews is like the perfect center like he's got size he's a big guy too it's funny I was talking to my uh, this was when I was in high school grade 12 I was talking to my uh, music teacher who's like a diehard Leafs fan as well about it and he was like amped and he was like yeah I, was a, I really remember him talking about specifically how he loved uh, Matthews's size because you know you can get Connor McDavid and things like that but Austin Matthews is physically bigger mm-hmm. you can't replace that um, but I didn't see much of that throughout his first few years in the league and he's finally starting to show. And he now. is, yeah. Uh,
0: I just—he had it in him. I think not just him, but you saw Kapanen starting to become a little bit of a pest. He's taking on that Nazim looks like he's going to become the new. Uh, I'm trying to be PG here, but the new pest on the team, like oh, you yeah. know, Brad Marchand. Like I hope that.
1: so. L- the Leafs need someone like that, like kind of like a Kadri type, right? Yeah, um, someone who is skilled but can. Uh, but can, but can be a pest. Exactly. Yeah, they need him, they need him to do that because I feel like he's probably
0: the most likely person to do it, and he's starting to show it. Maybe he was got inspired by Cal Clifford. I don't know, but he's finally doing it. And it's great I think we see. need we need
1: more behind the scenes of like Cal Clifford, especially. I wonder who he's uh I guess getting along with now. Maybe who knows? Maybe they're maybe they're good friends now. Maybe the maybe, maybe he's, friends he's with rubbing entire off on him. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's not just Kyle Clifford because like you know Jack Campbell's doing the mustache things. Road to fifty.
1: If Cabanin wants to play like that. I'd love to keep him on the team. No, exactly. Makes me want him, like, w- makes me want to keep him even more.
0: Man, it's also questions of why we were even putting him on the trade block to begin with. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, he's been kind of inconsistent, um, of dating back since last season. Um, you know that he makes a lot of questionable, questionable plays, and uh, he is an expendable asset. But um, if he, if he does try to become that pest that the Leafs need, hey. I, I'm all for it, and the Leafs need someone who's like that, so no, might as well keep him.
0: No, of course, yeah, and uh, and with the salary cap of potentially going up. Uh, by the way, it's somewhere between eighty-four mm-hmm. and eighty-eight. I million saw dollars. that today, yeah. If it goes to eighty-eight million dollars, that's huge. But knowing the NHL, it's going to be eighty-four.
1: What's it at currently?
0: I think it's like eighty-one point something, and they they didn't even
1: decide what it was so until that, like after the draft. That would come really clutch. Yeah, and if anything, that's big because that we signed the big three. Right before this because I'm sure Like a top player can I, I mean, I'm sure The maximum salaries will just increase now To what like 15 mm-hmm. 15 mil probably I mean McDavid the, Has the highest uh, Average salary in the league and that's uh 12.5 mm-hmm. but With this I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone Asked for 15 and that becomes like the The you know the ballpark
0: no, exactly, yeah. For the uh, pr- the perennial all-stars or superstar talents, they're going to want more money now. And uh, there's not that many players that are making more than twelve, like $10 million. Mm-hmm. And I think that's starting to start to change soon, especially because we know how this summer was all the RFAs starting signing bridge deals because everyone like, oh, where's going to go? Are they going to go elsewhere? Except Mitch Marner. Well, Mitch <laughs> Marner took it all the way to the limit and then signed a big deal and was like, Mitch Marner's overpaid. I mean, sure, money-wise, yeah, but uh, you got to pay the talents.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about um contracts here um i think if anything everyone owes kyle dupus an apology because william nylander's contract looks like the best out of the big three and easily probably on the t- whole team right now yeah um but and of course people hated that last season his uh contract but i think out of the big three i think marner's the one that people are still like he's still for what he's getting, he yeah. might need to perform a little more. No, absolutely. For sure. It's it's like I mean Matthews is definitely living up to that contract value. We're getting mm-hmm. exactly what, like the Leafs are getting exactly what they need out of him. Marner uh, Marner has obviously been playing amazingly, but uh, for what you're paying him, you'd like to see a little more consistency at times, especially.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully more highlight real goals like the one he scored last night. Oh,
1: yeah. How would you think of that? Pardon? What do you think it was? Highlight real goal? Oh, it was insane! Like I said, like I literally had just walk walked from the studio and I walked in on the newsroom and like and people are like I literally see Leafs score and I was like, "Did you see that? Like, what a what a crazy play!" And I'm just waiting for the replay, right? <laughs> and then I saw it and yeah, I mean, it's it was nice. It was a mm-hmm. beauty. Yeah, I think
0: Mitch Marner has it in him to be a skilled shooter. The problem is he just passes it too much. Oh, yeah. And what's the one thing that uh, makes an NHL player uh, easy to play against when they do the same thing over and over again, or in simpler terms, predictable?
1: I think what's funny is that, I mean, like, I, like a lot of other fans, when, um, I guess in 2016, when the Leafs had drafted Austin Matthews and it was looking like, you know, Mitch Mario and, like, the team, that year, right before the season started, I I wrote an article about, uh, I guess, you know, looking at this new duo. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be like, you know, I mean, similar to kind of like Patrick Kane and and Jonathan Taves, but I, I everyone kind of saw it, Austin Matthews more as like the center who would pass to Mitch Marner who would finish because didn't he that year? Didn't he come off his draft plus one year? Didn't he come off like a crazy goal number uh, that year?
0: Yeah, he was a pretty he had a pretty productive In year as far hole? as I remember. I'm gonna have to look
1: this up. So yeah, um, but basically, I, I believe he he put up a lot of goals and he looked like a, a legitimate goal scorer. Mm. And it's crazy how that's basically flipped on his head Because I thought, you know If they did put them together It would be Matthews passing to Marner And Marner scoring goal mm-hmm. But now Matthews is the uh, the goal scorer and, and Marner's become the setup man
0: In his last year in the OHL Mitch Marner had Number crazy numbers: 39 right? goals 77 assists 116 points The craziest part is That's not even the best he's had in his OHL career What is the best? The season prior
1: 44 goals Eighty two assists, one hundred and twenty six points. Okay, I mean obviously he's passing a lot more, but he could he could put the puck in the net. Yeah. And I really thought that he would be playing like that. I don't know if you felt the same way. I think he can be a better shooter. I think the problem is he
0: just likes to pass the puck more. And oh, yeah. Mitch warner has got an underrated shot. I I'm, I'm not saying it's the best on the team, but it's underrated. Because listen, he can score twenty goals if he wants to. And he's if at this rate, he might hit twenty goals by the end of the
1: season. I know, and I think like I said, like when we when the Leafs brought him in, I think people thought he'd be, you know, thirty goal scorer. hmm And the fact that he's not exactly that, I mean he's more of the setup guy. Um, maybe he should be taking more shots.
0: Yeah, because and like I was saying with the predictability thing, when all you're doing is passing, other teams are gonna be like Oh well, Mitch Marner's gonna pass the puck, so we gotta block the lane, so we can't pass the puck. Oh yeah, and then that, and then he's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Well, just pass the biggest pass
1: comparison the when when the Leafs were bringing him in was uh, Patrick Kane. Yeah, huge comparison, Marner and Patrick Kane. And uh, Patrick Kane can put the puck in the net. He's not just all hands, right? Exactly. Uh, and I think Marner really needs to figure that um, that kind of aspect of his game out. He can put the puck in the net, and I I, I really want to see him hit like thirty goals. I would
0: love to see that too. But I think that's something he has to start working on over the summer, just making his shot better and so that he's more willing to to shoot fire the puck. Because I wonder if – I can't say for certain because I don't know what's going on inside his head or what goes on behind the scenes. But I wonder if maybe he's not fully confident in his shot and that's why he's hesitant to uh, shoot the puck as much as he'd like. Because if he does shoot the puck – like, he can be a great scorer. We were just talking about how his goal scoring in the OHL was amazing. Oh, and, yeah. and as I'm seeing the stats here again, he can produce 20 goals. He
1: he could do that again this he year. Could, uh, like I said, I think he could even hit 30 goals. It's just we just need to see that kind of uh, shift from him in his play style. That's, that's all it is.
0: Yeah, and now that he's gonna be playing alongside Austin Matthews, what it looks like for the serial future, he's probably got that chance to uh, up his goal scoring production. Hopefully,
1: I mean, like I said, like Austin Matthews has kind of become the goal scorer, so um, they'll have to figure it out. I mean, right now it's a lot of feeding Matthews, who's gonna finish. Speaking of uh, players
0: that are gonna finish, uh, looks like the uh, injury bug is finally starting to subside a little bit. Finally. Finally. We saw McKayev. Mm, he's practicing, practicing he's with the team. Good, yep. Cody CC and Morgan Riley I mean, are <laughs> with the team right now.
1: Cody CC is there. Yeah, he just, he's a, just he's, say that for now.
0: <laughs> 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 well, it depends on how you feel about Cody CC. It, it could be great news or bad news.
1: I think, of course. I mean, there's always going to be like more hate than he actually deserves. Um, of course, he's inconsistent, and everyone knows that. But uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess he's better than you know. He's better than uh, not having him in the lineup and or would you would you rather yeah. have uh Marincin?
0: I would uh, not scratch Martin we'll Mar- start Martin Marinson and elevate him to the first line.
1: <laughs>
0: Put him on the first power play. Let's do that shot. Yeah. <laughs> Man.
1: <laughs> they might as well. Our, Last night they might have they might have yeah, might as well.
0: Well, I mean after he scored that oh, that uh, sick goal against the Vancouver Canucks. That uh, was an
1: insane goal and still
0: can't get over that um
1: dude i need to talk about this how you you dm me <laughs> and you're like my my twitter's frozen my 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 phone is lagging because you i mean you i need to capitalize on that more your brand is just like perfect on twitter i, I think i need to capitalize on raptors twitter a little more <laughs> in a similar way um you're just the meme king of uh of leafs twitter I,
0: I, that's, that's very nice of you. Thank you. I don't think I'm the King lose Twitter. There's some you, other, you conspiracy.
1: never miss, you never miss. But <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I mean, your video with like the, uh, Titanic music over, uh, um, uh, goal. Yeah, yeah. That was just hilarious. And I, I mean, I, I love that meme because we've seen it like after every big play. Yeah. yeah. That and the Avengers theme. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was still just as funny as before. Funny story actually. Cause like as soon as that goal happened. I was, like, thinking to
0: myself, hmm, I want to do something funny with this. And I haven't... I was that uh, the Titanic came to my mind, like, immediately. It's like Perfect. I'm going to do this on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And, like, within the game, just, like, quickly. Ten took me no oh, more than 10 minutes.
1: Download the video, throw it in <laughs> Premiere or whatever you use. Um, Just get the song. And it's just actually it funny. Over,
0: right? I actually already had the song downloaded because I've done a few
1: other Titanic videos <laughs> in the past. <laughs> That's the meme that just keeps on giving. Yep, it just yeah. never gets old. Um, but, Speaking but, of Marinson, uh, I do want to talk about our our friend, uh, Nick, Nick Barden. Yes. Yeah. Um, Great, great guy. I mean, we haven't met him in real life yet, but uh, one day we will. Editor in Leaf with us. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, (laughs) I don't know what, I mean, (laughs) props for the commitment, but like uh, definitely when he said, he basically said 500 retweets and I'll buy a Marincin jersey. And I looked at that. I was like, dude, 500 on Leaf's Twitter is actually very small. Trust me, you're underestimating. Leafs Twitter. Yeah, you're underestimating hockey Twitter in general. You should have done a thousand. Yeah, a thousand at least. Like, let's be real. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, he, like, it, it, he hit that in like 20 minutes. That's crazy. And uh, things go viral like that on. Uh, I've seen it happen before. Um, but things go viral like that on tw- on ho- on Leafs Twitter, especially. Like Leafs Twitter is probably the, the most popular, I guess, fan base on Twitter. Um, and they got there really quickly, and he actually went and bought it.
0: Yeah, kudos to him for following through on the event Because most yeah. people would have been like too scared, like,
1: "Oh no, I can't do it. Uh, I don't have, no, I and don't have the." And it's funny. Money. I mean, you should you should have done something like that for your Gleason jersey. <laughs> we, <laughs> we told the story already <laughs> before, but yeah, Michael has a Tim Gleason Leafs jersey. Yes.
0: for those of you who don't know the story,
1: uh, it was back in twenty
0: fourteen, just after t- we got the Leafs got Tim Gleason from the John Michael Alstray, which is another story in and of itself. I fell in love with the player. I was like, "This guy's awesome. I like his physical style." I want to get his jersey, but I also like Morgan Riley, the rookie.
1: I want to get his jersey too. What year was this? Like twenty fourteen? Yeah, 2013? this is twenty fourteen.
0: So, yeah, Morgan Riley's rookie season. I
1: told myself because I needed that was like that was like my high school era times when you are like, okay, I am kind of growing in my like adult body. <laughs> I need to like <laughs> I need to get my new jerseys and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but I am like, no, I don't know who. Maybe for me it was like Riley or Kadri. Those were the only two names that uh and thinking back it's a pretty sad time when the only options you have like the best options you have for a jersey are Morgan Riley and Nazem Kadri
0: JVR is crying in the chat
1: oh JVR as well but <laughs> I mean, like, at least need a real superstar you know no exactly <laughs> yeah but now they've got four of them no. and, and then and then, yeah. they want to ride one of them two of them out of town <laughs> and then uh actually s- all four of them I told myself that exact same era like between 2013 to 2015 2015 was just no, like, I'm definitely not getting injuries. Who am I going to get? Like, <laughs> Dude, like, I don't even remember. You don't even remember half that roster now. Of oh, course. <laughs> right? Um, 2015? 2015 Phil was Kessel? tough. Oh, wait. 2015 Phil Kessel. 2015 was the worst. 2015, 2014-15 and 2015-16 was the worst. You want to know what was <clears> the
0: peak <throat> Leafs? Uh, Peter horcheck era.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. That was tough.
0: <laughs> Man. I should have kept him. Just for just for one extra season, Uh, just to see
1: if uh, he could get unlock some potential. I would rather have Mike Babcock in the beginning of this season (laughs) than that. But uh, back to jerseys. I mean, I I told myself I wouldn't buy a jersey then, and then Mitch Marner was drafted, so things are starting to look up. And then, bam, the Leafs win the draft lottery. I'm like, I know. I'm I'm ordering the jersey like as soon as he as soon as I guess they unveil the new jersey because we all knew the new the new jersey was coming out getting his name on there as soon as I can. And I had it ready for the home opener. That's awesome. Um, and again, like now, now it's just like, we have way too many names on the roster that you could possibly want in a Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's like opposite problems. I mean, before you had like nobody you like, do I really want like a, the rookie Morgan Riley? Is that the best I can do on this team? Or now you're like, Oh man, I just bought a Matthews Jersey, but I still need to get a Marner Jersey. I still need to get an Anderson Jersey. I still need to get, you know, whoever a Neal Jersey. And, uh, Tavera's jersey, and, and there's just so much. I bet there's Campbell jerseys yeah, no, of course. coming out now because he's very popular.
0: And I bet those who uh, bought uh, Cali Rosen jerseys back in April uh, are feeling very good about themselves right now.
1: Of course, of
0: course. Say <laughs> like, yes, my pur- my purchase was not wasteful. <laughs>
1: $200 well spent. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, now we're seeing uh, Marinson jerseys. But for real, though, if any (laughs) of you actually own a Callie Rosen or Martin Marincin jersey and you're not your name's not Nick Barden, please let us know. I mean, Nick Nick did tell us in the chat. He was like, apparently they've got a a few. So all you guys who have a Martin uh, Marincin jersey is like that's a collector's item. One of five. They got to just write it like one of five. He better sign it because how many
0: how many other guys in the stands are going to like say unironically, I own a Martin Marincin
1: jersey. I'd love to do that, but I don't know who. Like, who would you possibly get? Uh, if we're talking about fringe players? Fringe. But also, he's meme worthy. That's why. You do it for the meme. Jeremy Bracco. Jeremy Bracco? Because uh, the guy disappeared. He's been gone for
0: a month. Uh, sucks to him because I think he could have been on the lease roster, but uh, I don't know where he is. So that's probably the... Uh, nah, it's not really much of a meme, though. What would I actually get for, for an actual joke? Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one.
1: That's that's a good problem though because you don't you hope that the team's not a joke. No, of course <laughs> not. Most <laughs> of the players aren't a joke. Well, it's a joke if you get a David Ayers jersey. No, I mean hey, it's oh, for, for the Leafs.
0: For the Leafs. Now imagine if uh, the Leafs said tomorrow, "Oh, we've signed David Ayers to a PTO."
1: <laughs> they should have done, <laughs> done it when Hutchinson was in was our backup. Oh my lord, <laughs> <laughs> David Ayers better All than right. Michael Hutchinson? Is that well, a hot take? We, we, <laughs> We've been dragging on a lot here <laughs> about jerseys and everything, uh, but yeah, props to Nick. Um, you're you're a great guy, and uh, I'll, of, of course, course um, everyone loved that. Everyone got a laugh out of that. And, uh, hey, you got a new jersey, and hopefully, uh, Marinson notices you. Well, he better because uh, we need to get him to sign the jersey yeah. and just complete yeah. the story. I hope Marinson season's like, hey man, let me let me come to a game and I'll sign it, and everything everything everything's all cool. For do him.
0: you think he'll be more surprised by it? what? What do you think he'll be more surprised by that that or the fact that he scored
1: that goal? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Nick if you're listening, go uh ask, if you get that opportunity, ask him that. Of course. Of <laughs> um, course. But yeah, just to wrap things up uh on the leafs at least, because it hasn't been a very it hasn't been a bad week. Last last week we were yelling about them losing to David Ayers. Um this week thing other than you know, last night's game, they've pretty much turned things around. So I can't mm. complain much. Um and so I guess going into next game, what 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 do you hope for from the Leafs to, back ba- to bounce back from uh, their loss.
0: Well, one of the big things that everyone was talking about was the Leafs are losing puck battles. They're getting easily out to the pucks. So they were steering away clearly from what was working last week, I think. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, maybe they didn't really care, they weren't fully engaged, they weren't really prepared for their opponent. Whatever the case may be, just show up with some energy tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Because this L.A. Kings team... Yes, they're not a good hockey team. Yes, they're, they're nowhere close to making the playoffs. They're probably more interested in Alex, Alexey, Laffinier highlights. But you should still put in a solid effort because now that you've already lost one game in this in this road trip that everyone thought, oh, you're going to easily cakewalk the the mm-hmm. road trip and get six easy points, it's going to be great. There's no guarantees. Oh, so play sure. hard. Play hard like you did last week, and uh, you're more likely not going to get a point
1: or two. For sure. Um. Like I think, I think it's a, a lot of the same. I think they uh, they just kind of need to wake up. Of course, uh, I mean we all know that the California the California road trip is known for being you know tough on teams, very tiring, things like that. So, mm-hmm. hey, if you're going to take a loss, take it the the very first the very first night. But you need to snap out of it and um, yeah, get those legs moving and uh, be a little honestly. I, I wish I could saw uh, a little more effort on the on the whole team's part for most, no, of course, except Jack Campbell. No, oh, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is pure.
0: Yeah, and give Jack Campbell some support, man. The poor guy was being left out to dry so many times. Oh, like yeah. that second period, I don't know if I've mentioned this early in the podcast, but correct me if I'm wrong. But like, man, the guy got like nothing to work with, and he got it was like a, it was a miracle at he stayed tied at the end of the second period. Oh, yeah. So just give, give a better effort in front defensively. Like, you don't have to be like this amazing defensive stalwart team. You're not going to become the Boston Bruins. You're not going to become the New York Islanders or the Dallas Stars overnight.
1: Just play better, just simply give it give a damn. I mean that's uh, it. If I, <laughs> it's like those jokes. If I were the least, I would simply score more than the other team, and I would simply play good.
0: <laughs> I would just simply uh, t- look at the puck and say
1: go in the net, and if the puck <laughs> goes in the net, I would great. simply win the game.
0: Yeah, that that's a that's a hot take right there. <laughs> that is well, a hot take. Just win the game, baby. Yeah, if
1: I was the least, I would simply. Score more than the opponent And if I was the <laughs> Toronto
0: Raptors I would score more than their opponents
1: Oh yeah Yeah what's going on with the Raptors man I mean I do want to talk about the Raptors in a bit um, ah, uh, I'm, getting <laughs> I'm getting too excited I'm too excited I do want to talk about I mean not a whole lot Happened in the NHL Other than that I do quickly want to talk about uh, The Oilers The Oilers look legit Leon Dreisaitl Every time we talk about the Oilers I, it,
0: it goes from skepticism To uh, Legit le- Like legit. baffled And now we're just like I'm
1: in Oh, yeah, Monday's game was insane. I watched the whole thing again. I was working that one. Um, But, man, Leon Dreisaitl, isn't it scary to even, like, I'm even just thinking of this. Like, we all know Connor McDavid is the best player, but is it not scary to say Connor McDavid at this moment is the second best player on (laughs) the Edmonton Oilers at this moment? Because, I mean, it's, what, in the last, uh, let's say in the last month, Leon Dreisaitl has been the better player.
0: Yeah, and Leon Dreisaitl has been playing in more games than Connor McDavid. I think it's pretty clear to me that Leon Dreisaitl is a superstar in his own right. Oh, yeah. He doesn't necessarily need Conor McDavid. I think it's just, if anything, it's is proof that the Oilers are set on their forwards. They have two legitimate superstars. And his
1: contract?
0: Amazing. $8.5 million. Remember at the time, we thought, oh my god, that's a big Yeah, that was a
1: big, like they were putting like a lot of faith in the fact that he had one good season at the time. Yeah. Man, did that pay off? Like I hope, uh, I really hope Austin Matthews or, or Mitch Marner even gets close to that. I love a season like that, but But it's just so hard
0: to do that. You know, like it's just so hard to, to sign a contract and think you're going to be ahead of the market because how can you foresee it? I know. How did the Oilers like think themselves?
1: Oh, you know what? to Dreisaitl, $8.5 dollars because you're a good the player. The Oilers made, he had years of bad decisions. That's easily one of the best decisions in all of hockey in the in recent history. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, listen, a broken clock is right twice a day, but eventually the the clock gets fixed.
1: I mean, I don't know, like I don't know if you, you were watching Monday's game, but you got four goals. Yeah, I saw some of the highlights. That was insane. Oh my don't. By by the fourth one, it was like. I mean, it was like nothing to him. Yeah. Absolutely was, nothing to him. like, goals, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if if he dies, he dies. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's all I want to talk about the Oilers. Like, they look legit, and uh, it's scary that Leon Dreisaitl, like, I mean, he's my choice for MVP right now, mm-hmm. but it's scary that um, you know Conor McDavid is the best in the world, but then you have, like, Leon Dreisaitl, who you put up there as well. Yeah. That's scary. That's like, I mean... That's like having Kevin Durant and LeBron James on the same team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: saying that. It's like having uh, LeBron and uh, Kawhi in the same city. That's true. Can... <laughs> but on the same team. Uh, t- uh, imagine <laughs> if that happened. Almost did. I, I think the
0: NBA would have folded if uh, Kawhi joined forces with
1: LeBron no. and, and Thay well, Davis. Well, it seemed like they would have loved it.
0: It's like, oh, the league really <laughs> rig is rigged. Really occurred with cares
1: about the regular season? And then... Aside from the Oilers, uh, the big thing that happened this week I do want to talk about is the 10th anniversary of uh, the uh, Golden Goal, Sidney Crosby's Golden Goal at the 2010 Olympics in the gold medal game.
0: Well, One of my favorite word is uh, coming out from the 10 year anniversary.
1: What Iggy? Yeah. You yeah. St- you st- <laughs> Damn it! You stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's like the that's like the buzzword. It but is. that's like so important. It, it's that word like goes down in history now.
0: You gotta give me your best Iggy impression.
1: I can't even because, um, you know, only recently, like literally like last month, I saw the clip where no commentators nothing. It's just the raw sounds of the, uh, the game. Mm-hmm. And that's when I heard it. Um, it was like, I don't know. I I suck at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I mean, it's just crazy, especially when you see or when you hear Crosby talk about the goal and break it down. Like, that was the moment. And, like, oh, man, I don't even know. How to, it gets me excited. <laughs> yeah. I was actually I, – I think I told you where, this. Where were you? I was um, at my parents'
0: basement that day. It was back in my old house. You we were, like, north. what,
1: 12? I think I was 11. I was a little baby.
0: Uh I'm, I'm over exaggerating of course but like we were just chilling watching the last game we were really excited obviously at, back then I wasn't as huge into hockey as I am now oh yeah so I didn't really appreciate the moment fully as like oh my god this is a like I'm a huge hockey fan like ah. for me but like yeah yeah I'll just, I'll just finish wrap it up but yeah. but even then I recognize that this is huge and I still remember that day that moment to this day it's like we were all freaking out, jumping on the couch, just hugging each other. It was it was great. It was uh, probably one of my favorite sports moments I've ever seen. Oh yeah,
1: for me, that was the turning point for my hockey fandom to go like next level. Um, I don't know what it was. Something about that moment was like um like it really was like a magical moment like I mean, like you could you could be into hockey, but something about that moment just boosted like my love for hockey next level. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess I saw like how crazy the country went, like everyone. Right. And how magical the moment was. And then I don't know, like, I think like, yeah, I think my hockey fandom took a next level, a leap from that point. Yeah. Um, um, I, I I wish, I wish I could have experienced the magical moment with the Leafs. No, of course. But Hey, this one day and this is huge and this is huge for the whole country. And I think that whole Olympics, like, that whole Olympics, not just for hockey fandom, but just in sports. Like, I think that also made me take a big leap into my love for sports as a whole. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Rather than, you know, just watching one sport or yeah. something.
0: That's probably my... F- the 2010 Olympics Olympics are my favorite. Not just because it was in Canada. It was Sorry. a big thing. Sorry, though. guys. I'm it very was, biased. It was, though. That, that was a big part of
1: it. Like, I mean, <laughs> for all you listeners, like, I mean, what, I was like 11. You were like 12. Like, sports didn't really mean anything at that point no, yet. No, exactly, yeah. But... Um, like everyone was my teachers who didn't know anything about sports at all were teaching us about the olympics yeah. and like we're really pushing the olympics in <laughs> our lessons so you could see it was a big deal to everyone and so every single event was that much more important
0: sorry guys we're a little bit biased here as you can tell we're Canadians, so we're very uh, hyping up the 2010 olympics <laughs> it's the best olympics of all time okay where were you when uh
1: Canada won their first goal, uh, Bilodeau, right? I
0: was at home. Yeah. So yeah. We were just watching. And then, uh, I think as the Olympics went on, I was, uh, no, it was an elementary school. I'm yeah, asking, so.
1: I'm asking you, like, where were you? Like, we were at the bar at, like, 12 years old. Like, it's, we were young, so yeah, of course I we went, were Yeah, I home. just <laughs>
0: went to the Fox and Furkin, ordered some apple <laughs> juice, uh, just drank that whole thing, and just, yeah. uh, just kind of... More candle. than likely,
1: a tw- an 11-year-old is sitting at home. Just watching. grabbing
0: a pint with the boys, uh, and just getting, <laughs> just squeezing that apple juice, like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Then we're gonna play Call of Duty afterwards, and then we How was that? Uh, Call of Duty? No, no. <laughs> the gold, the gold medal. <laughs> Um, no, the, the whole thing was just great. Just every single moment. There's just too many to count, but like I'd say the men's hockey team, the very first one, and uh, I can't remember the guy. It was a skater or something like that. It was afterwards. For the, the where first he was, gold medal or another one? I was one? just I'm saying in general, there's one where the guy, after he won the gold medal, got everything. He was in the Olympic Plaza. He was just hanging out with the fans, and they gave him a, a chug a beer and you just chug the whole thing <laughs> that's one of my favorite moments like like i don't the recall that out.
1: story but i, I need to look you. that up yeah it's so good um but yeah honestly my my favorite moments are of course opening closing ceremonies hockey first gold medal um i think for me that was like uh I forget, it was a skiing it was one of the skiing events mm-hmm. and of course man as a, at that age like um i didn't really care about other sports this was really the first event where i like really started appreciating all other sports yeah and i was like why is everyone watching skiing skiing really like this was one of the first events of the olympics and then uh when uh bilito won the gold medal like i was like and then i heard the context like that was their first at home obviously didn't even win at the summer olympics previously Mm -hmm. i was like really wow and then uh i guess that just it, it was special and i guess that gave me appreciation like i gotta watch like all the all the different events that Canada's playing in.
0: Yeah, it's, it was a pretty special Olympics just in general. Like I think after what was it? one two other Olympics where Canada didn't win a damn thing. Oh yeah. Like it's huge. They won fi- 14 or 15 gold medals. Like who does that? Well, Canada just Canada did and they're awesome.
1: it's awesome. Oh yeah. Fun spoiler alert, uh, Canada's the best country in the world. <laughs> if you if you don't think that already just by listening to this this podcast um, we don't worry. We love all the other countries too, <laughs> of course. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Ten year anniversary. It was it was a special moment. No, yeah, i will never course. forget that. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the
0: highlights tonight. I'm just gonna go Off home. that game. Yeah. I'm oh just, yeah. I'm gonna try and next time nail an Iggy impression.
1: Did they replay the game this week, uh, like in full length at all? No idea. And if they did, it would have been on TSN. That's what I was thinking probably. And honestly, like I get why they don't want the like the NHL doesn't want to give their players up for the uh, upcoming Olympics. But uh, I mean, come on when you, when you think of that, like even us just explaining how it, mm-hmm. it really did take our fandom to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like the effect is it, it's, it's, it is promotion in a way. Right. Um, but I, I can understand, but Hey, I, I'm just saying like, it just, it just makes you want it that much more.
0: Imagine the gold medal game in 2022. Two. Where Crosby passes to Conrad McDavid for the game winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: That would be insane. I th- and then Next, uh, Mitch Martin gets a secondary assist. I, that would be fun. Next episode, we should do something like that. Like, look at um, if, if, if there was a can, like a Canadian team and an American team. No, of course, yeah. This in 2022. Full. Oh. That would be crazy. I don't know. It would be completely different for sure. I think Morgan Riley would probably make it, honestly. Oh, of course he does. Assuming he's healthy. I remember, I think I read, I think back then, Dion Phaneuf. Had an invite to the camp or something. He didn't make the cut, but that's pretty crazy that he was considered a top Canadian player.
0: Well, remember in that uh, 2010 Olympics, Phil Kessel and
1: noted Leafs legend Mike Komisarek were Boy. on the, the American Mike team. Mike Komisarek.
0: Maybe that's why the Americans lost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: that was also like when Ryan Miller <laughs> was insanely good. Mm-hmm. No, he was he was amazing Yeah back then. He kept them in the. Man. The whole tournament.
0: Do you think the Leafs should still sign him next this summer?
1: If he's a free agent? Um is, is Campbell a free agent this year? No. He's uh no. no, don't sign him. We already have Jack Campbell. Okay. Leafs already have Jack Campbell. Okay. Don't <laughs> need to do that. <laughs> um <laughs> let's take a quick uh quick break and then uh we'll jump into basketball because I know you're really looking forward to that. I'm a very eager boy, man. Come of on. Man. So let's take a really yeah. quick break. You're right. you're
0: Hey, uh, I know we just heard Toad screaming there, but uh, <laughs> I just have some unrelated news. Uh, if you want a few old, here's, here's here it is. Did you know today the PlayStation 2 came out 20 years ago? Today.
1: Today. Man, that's crazy because PlayStation 2 is probably my favorite video game. Dude, if we if we start talking about video games, this will become a video game podcast because I love video games that much. It's, it's going to be called uh, Behind the Atari
0: <laughs> or something
1: like that. But, C- give us a video game name. Oh, yeah. Oh, hmm. I don't know behind the memory card i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh man the playstation is honestly my favorite console just yeah because uh i don't know do you want to do you want to talk a little gaming here let's just do a quick uh, playstation 2 talk um i mean i think we were actually talking about like in the in the editor and leaf chat we were talking about i forgot who sent it but like oh list your four yeah childhood games yeah i mean the playstation honestly took up most of my time i mean i had an n64 and that was like my first console, but it was my sister's. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I my first real console was given to me uh, the really young age of I think four or five, and uh, by my uncle, and uh, I loved it. And I just absolutely loved it. Um, my first game was uh, Rayman. Oh wait, yeah, Rayman wait, Two. Re- oh yeah, that's a good one on PlayStation. It was actually out on the. I forget. Did they put it out on like the PlayStation One, and then I think they. That yeah, was, they did. That was technically a remaster before we knew remasters as a thing. Exactly. Yeah. But they put it. They basically ported it on the PlayStation Two. Bit of a side
0: note: the original Rayman, great game, but super hard.
1: Oh yeah, like ridiculous. Dude, do you have it now? Like, I play back some of the games I played at like five, six, seven years old, and like, how come? I'm having trouble with it now, and I'm like, how did five, six-year-old me not have trouble with this? Like, I don't remember having any trouble with this. Okay. You remember the game Pajama Sam? Oh, I love... Oh, don't get me started on those games. <laughs> I love those. Pajama <laughs> Sam, Freddy Fish, Spy Fox. I think yes, it was that whole those are series. Really good. That whole series of, like, point-and-click games.
0: Yeah, those are really good. Because, like, there is one of the Pajama Sam games putt, that I putt, played. Putt, putt yeah, yeah, that's really favorite, good, too. My yeah, favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah like series out of those ones.
0: Okay. I, there's this one where he's eating the cookies
1: and he then he falls in this hole oh, and, and he's in the cookie the Afraid of the world. dark. Are yes. you afraid of the dark? Yes. No, uh no, no no no. Afraid of the dark is the first one. That one's uh like something about you're like in this candy land basically. Yeah, Yeah
0: yeah. I remember when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite games, but I could never understand how to beat it.
1: Because there's, there's multiple ways to beat it, I think. No, oh, of course. They have like different um, storylines, basically. They're one of those games. Yeah, because
0: I was going to say, I, was, I remember playing it a few years ago, and I was like, I, I had trouble with this? This is hard? This is easy. <laughs> 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 this never is kid.
1: nothing. This is a joke. That's the opposite for me. Um, one of my favorite, probably my favorite video game series of all time is Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that's um, really good. Have you played it before? Uh, I have not, but I do want to play one of these days. You've got to play. So the third one just came out, and we've we've waited for like over, well, 12 years for it. We waited 12 years from the second one, waiting for the third one. Um, but that series is like such a big series, like such a Call following series. And I loved it because I was introduced to a very young age. And uh, it's easily my favorite game series of all time, other of course. than Super Smash Bros. Those two are like my life. Um, but, uh, I was playing through it. Like, you know, I, I, now I'm playing through it Like a, I, I try to do at least once one play through every year mm-hmm. and man, like some of the things were like kind of hard, they were low key hard. And I'm like, I was playing this at like six years old and I don't remember having trouble. Like I, I vividly remember finishing each game a, a few times through when I was like six years old. Cause when you're like six and you only have a handful of games, you got to play, you got to replay them. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I, I think.
1: It, the appeal is being able to play as Mickey Mouse Donald Duck and Goofy and just doing spells and shit and stuff <laughs> of course what's uh, what would you say your favorite games on the PlayStation 2 let's say PlayStation 2 and then give me uh, some of Jack Jack, and Daxter is love really that, good love that series that, that also was one of my first games yeah I, mean I, I have a few other games on the, there the too. three I was introduced to the, the, the three um, Jack Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank those three well, those are like that's three some good game games yeah series
0: I didn't play the PlayStation 2 growing up, though. I had the GameCube. Kind of wish I got the PlayStation 2, to be honest, if I'm looking back.
1: I I mean, looking back, yeah. But at the time, I wanted a GameCube (laughs) because mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a GameCube. And all my friends had Smash Bros., Mario Kart, all those things. And I would only play with them. Mainly Smash Bros. Melee. I would only play with them. And then when we got the Wii, um, I would play it on that. Or when you played Brawl.
0: Before we continue, who do you mean?
1: And which one? Different? Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I've made someone different in each game okay. uh, Me and my friends, we actually go way back in Smash Bros So, there's a point where we, like We actually took it kind of seriously and played, like Kind of competitively Yeah, yeah So, yeah, I know, like, we would, pr- like, practice hard And, like, we we knew a lot of the, like Hard, like, <laughs> like, like, like the techniques and everything No, of course But yeah, I don't know if you I don't know how deep into it you are but there's like obviously tier lists and things like that I used to uh main Mario a lot of course because I'm, and I'm Melee. very boring and Melee. no trust me like I only got into this in high school time like yeah, I yeah. only got into like the whole competitive side but as a kid um Melee, actually Mely I, I played Jigglypuff and then My I fun. still play Jigglypuff because I found out when I went to high school, when I got to high school I figured out uh she she is one of the best players yeah. uh, the characters in the game. So, I might as well keep playing as her.
0: You know what's funny? Like, back in the day, me and my brother used to play it all the time, and he would always play as Roy, and I would try to play in Marv, and I was like,
1: oh, Marv sucks. Marf. so terrible. And but he's, then I realized, he's he's like, he's one of the best characters in the game. He's one of the best characters in the game. Yeah. Um, stupid, meat, stupid, <laughs> stupid, old meat.
0: What are you thinking?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I just remember being like playing Brawl and being like nine years old and ten years old and slapping everyone with Lucas. And that was when I was just slapping casuals, <laughs> but I thought I thought I was the sickest player ever oh my god i felt the same way and i was playing as mario i was like ha, it's Someone should have, some teenager should have humbled me i mean i was being my teenage like cousins and stuff but there you go um again nobody knew about this whole competitive side of the game or like who's the best i thought i was just sick with lucas no of course who did you, did you play like the n64 one uh i
0: had i have pretty much all of them so uh, quickly, i was actually playing the new one who, yesterday. who do you
1: main in each in
0: each game uh it used to be all mario in every single game pretty much but i'm actually starting to main captain falcon
1: in the new one or in all? All of them. Nice. He's. I. I. I and I, c- I. can relate there because when Smash Four came out, I mean Captain Falcon, mm-hmm. and then I don't like how he is an ultimate. <laughs> really? I don't like him in ultimate. I think he's good. I think he's great. Because I kind of like fell he's out strong. of the whole competitive side of. Uh, I don't really care about competitive. Yeah. Either, no, saw, I saw. I. don't even know the tier list at all. I don't think there is. I think there. There. There is the. The, the that whole community is like no, on course. it, but I've completely tapped out of really caring about that stuff right now that's fair so i don't care either i've on i've honestly just carried over like my smash 4 characters a little bit of falcon not really uh mainly just jigglypuff and roy
0: of course those are good choices uh another one for me would be uh
1: dr mario dr mario's pretty good i love dr mario um banjo kazooie Really good. So Banjo Kazooie is one of my favorite games ever, as well. Probably up there with the other two, with Smash and King Mars, Probably Banjo Kazooie is up there. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, when he got released, I I, I just have been so busy. But yeah, I, I'm I need some time to play as him more, and then I can call him a main.
0: We'll we'll have to do. We'll have to decide that with a tournament soon. Uh, just figure it out who's who's <laughs> which, which which character do we main mean Ryerson, the
1: best? Ryerson has a huge Smash community Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: It's actually funny because uh, when I was in my last year here they had uh, a little bit of a, se- a smash session in the lounge area and it was like every day from like f- like and on Fridays so like hey you want to play smash like yeah sure just uh, and then i just beat
1: some casuals <laughs> Yeah. you know how i know i still <laughs> got it walked in uh, i was doing a story on like the esports team and i was interviewing i was waiting to interview um, like, guess the president of the club, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting um, because they have like something going on, and they had like a Smash Bros. set up for Smash Bros. Ultimate. Haven't played that game in months at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, been super busy, and these guys, I could tell they're pretty competitive or like they're into the game a lot, like they're playing, and like I'm just trying to kill time, so I, I pick up one game, kill all, like, <laughs> <both> <laughs> through all of them. I'm like, jeez, I still got it in me. Nice. I still got it in me, but um. That clutch factor. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Melee was Jigglypuff. Um, Brawl, honestly, I, I played Lucas, and then when I kind of... And then when I got into more serious play, we didn't even play Brawl. Let's be real. Brawl was, like, the slowest one. Of course. In yeah. hindsight, it was fun. But then when you start seeing how fast and fun Melee is, and then even the newer ones, Brawl just kind of sat on the shelf. Yeah. That's, that, um, that's but Smash 4 was Captain Falcon. Nice. And then Ultimate is... Uh, Jigglypuff and Roy. Okay. And oh, and sixty four. Uh, was uh honestly probably Pikachu.
0: Pikachu is great.
1: Pikachu or Ness. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. So didn't you want to? not you want to talk about the PlayStation two thing before we move on? Oh yes, yes. Uh, what, what did I ask you? You were asking about the three games, and we we're talking about favorites. Just give me your favorite favorite game of all time. Your favorite PlayStation games, favorite GameCube games, because you said you were on the GameCube. Oh, so there.
0: for sure, it had to be Melee. Um, probably uh, mark Kart Double Dash. And uh, this is a weird one Sonic Mega Collection Because that's I my first that Introduction to the series So
1: when I Again when I got Finally got my Wii That's when I started Buying GameCube games In around like 2006 or 2007 mm-hmm. That's when I finally started Buying GameCube games And I remember Having the uh, Sonic uh, Collection Sonic Adventure 1 And Sonic Adventure 2
0: Yeah those are great games And uh, I only recently Beat the first one and But I haven't beat The second one yet One day I will Oh If yeah. I have
1: time Oh yeah, I don't think it will. <laughs> For sure. Do you still have <laughs> your copy of Melee? Yes. Yeah, keep, hold on to that. I will. Yes, I will. It's it's the only GameCube game that holds up more than its value before. Unless, I mean, there's the rare exceptions like the rare games, but this is the only general like popular release. It, usually, the rarity goes by release. Mm-hmm. Basically, how many copies were made? How popular was it? Was it obscure? If usually, if a game was like, um, didn't sell well, then having that is that much more. You know, like oh, rare, right? But Melee is the one game where it's like literally. I think it was the most sold Game GameCube game of all time. But it holds like eighty dollar value used. Oof. There's don't no wait, sell I'm selling. selling. Don't I'm sell not selling it. I love that game so much. I know a lot about collecting too. Um. So yeah, like, don't sell that. Speaking of collecting, uh, I hear the Raptors are interested in collecting some more chips. Collecting some chips and some wins, and that was a perfect uh, transition. <laughs> I was. We talked a lot about <laughs> video games, but hey. I told you we could always talk about video games.
0: <laughs> we this is going to be the uh, behind the memory card podcast. Now uh, <laughs> we're, we apologize if you're sports fans. Hey, I mean esports is sports. Fight <laughs> me on
1: that. I strongly believe it. That is going to be a hot take of the century. That's not even it's, a hot sports. Sports. At this point, you guys sports have sport. to. You guys have to accept. I don't even want to get in this debate. But at this, all <laughs> I'm going to say at this point, you have to you have to respect what esports players put in. That it is. It is a sport, and what they're doing is for spec- spectators to watch. The nerds
0: are coming for you.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, the Raptors. Uh, they finally won a game yesterday. Oh, so yeah. So that's good, they, first of since, all. Since the last episode, they've kind of been slumping. Of course, their, uh, their loss against the Charlotte Hornets, which I was watching, um, and... Uh, it was tough. They're going for some bumps one. and
0: bruises. Uh yeah, that obviously that game was really was pretty pretty terrible. Um I had a friend who was going to the game. He said before the game, going finally watching my first Raptors game live, I'm expecting to see a blowout. For the Raptors, of course. Oh. Poor guy.
1: Oh, I, I, I I just like I saw him on Monday, He was like, Are you okay? <laughs> man. I had my <laughs> yeah. That was that was it was a tough it was a tough night. Yeah. Um and then again on uh, I believe it was Sunday, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Some tough losses this week. Some tough losses. I they weren't looking like the the Raptors weren't looking like their like their usual selves. But uh they picked it up uh last night, uh against the Suns. And uh honestly it was looking like a little tough in the in the beginning. It, it definitely was. But uh the the Raps picked it up. And
0: seeing OG and Anubi uh playing uh, center pr- at times is um fun, maybe. Um that's interesting way of uh, defending. Oh, yeah, but he had a great game on uh, Sunday. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not wa- worried about that. It's just because of all the injuries the oh, Raptors yeah. have been dealing They've with, they kind of have no choice. Lineups. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, not much to talk about with the Raptors. I mean, hopefully, I, the, the main thing, the main difference about why we don't have as much to talk about the Raptors is because the Raptors don't stress us out. Because yeah. I know that the Raptors, they might have slumped a couple games. But now they're looking like their usual self, and I'm—I have like—I'm very confident in their next stretch. As long as they can become fully healthy and remain healthy for most of the season, I think they'll be okay. And I mean, they've shown even when they're battered and bruised that they—they uh, they can handle it just fine. No, of course. Um, I'm thinking if they make the
0: playoffs, I know we're talking about the Bucks and that they have to go through the Bucks to make it out of the East. I'm starting to think that they might have to go through the Celtics as well. Celtics are. Look, if we're talking about
1: the Celtics, they've been looking so good. And yeah, we remember that Christmas Jason Tatum. Back. Yeah, oh, I Which mean, is- yeah, the Christmas day game. I was actually there, and uh, that was that was a tough Christmas, man. <laughs> it kind of spo- spoiled spoiled my Christmas. It's like Christmas is ruined. <laughs> Why would you give me coal in my stocking, Santa? I did get that nice OVO shirt though. That, hey, that helped. Hey, listen, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was an embarrassment. I mean, a couple nights later though, Raps got their revenge. So, I mean, there's always that. So I'm not too worried about the Celtics, but I think we're worried about them now because again, Jason Tatum has been playing as arguably one of the best players in the league in the last stretch. Yeah. And, uh, it's crazy to see how he's playing and, uh, he can be a number one option. I strongly believe that. And they're a game
0: and a half behind the Raptors to move them up. And let's not forget,
1: um, a couple of years ago, 2018 playoffs, Um, without Kyrie Irving, this, uh, or like, you know, a healthy Gordon Hayward, Mm -hmm. um, this group of really honestly like rookies, basically Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, um, took, uh, took LeBron James to seven games in the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. They're really talented. And that was when they were rookies or like, I don't don't remember if they're rookies or first year players or second year players, but now like Jason Tatum is like blossoming as like a number one option. Oh, yeah.
0: They have a really solid group of players. Um, And Kemba Walker, we said this before and we'll say it again, he was the perfect fit for this team. Oh, yeah. Much better fit than Kyrie, and that's for obvious reasons that we don't even need to get into. (laughs) But, uh, no, yeah, this team's looking very dangerous. They're starting to figure things out. I think there's a legitimate chance that the Raptors, if there's any team that could upset the Raptors, it might be the Celtics. That's for the sure. one team Like I mean Bucks are obviously Going to be the biggest threat Per uh, to mean, overcome the
1: 76ers Last season Took the rap. We're the only team To take the Raptors To seven games mm-hmm. But um, They've kind of Kind of fell off a cliff This season They've been struggling uh, Definitely internally Something's up But they're not meshing The way they should be So I think Raptors fans Are looking at this like They don't really have to Worry about Philadelphia Because uh, Nobody even knows What's going on With Philadelphia right now but I will say this.
0: If they want to make sure they avoid this, the 76ers early on, just keep winning. Because oh, yeah. uh, if, Celt- if the Celtics pass the Raptors, it means the difference between playing Philadelphia and playing Brooklyn in the first round. And I don't know about you, but
1: this year at least, I'd rather play the Nets. I would too. 100%. I'm way more confident with the uh, Nets than the 76ers. Actually, um, we should talk about playoff
0: matchups because it looks like since the first round is pretty much closing in and we're... They're pretty much set at this point. Uh, we just talked about the Nets, but uh, would you rather them play the Magic or the Nets? But if you want to pick those two teams, that's most likely the Raptors' first-round
1: opponent at this point. I would still go the Magic. Really? Yeah. Why? You go the Nets?
0: Um. Well, see, the Magic, you know, we remember obviously last year they stole game one
1: on a buzzer beater. Yeah, but I mean... It's n- yeah. And... Uh, in a game where Kyle Lowry scored zero points.
0: Yeah. Oh, remember that? I was like, oh, it's Kyle Lowry overrated? And then he—that he, was uh, terrible. That remember, was an embarrassment. Re- remember, he started off bad, but then he finished the playoffs on the right foot with wow. like three, ten points in like three that's, minutes. That's what matters. Exactly. Ball don't
1: lie. Of course. But uh, I mean, like I would I would take the Magic because uh the, the Brooklyn Nets do look good and honestly I know the whole thing is about it's it's all around Kyrie Irving this season but honestly they. <laughs> they look just as dangerous without Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, I. I think that would make a lot of sense too. They're a strong team. That just makes me think that they're a strong team. Just remember what, how they're gonna be like next year when Kevin Durant's back. Oh, I, I, I honestly do believe they'll be top three in the, uh, Eastern Conference for like the next few years. Eastern Conference is gonna be fun the next it few is. years. I it I think is. it's
0: finally time the Eastern Conference becomes dominant. Next year, Kevin. Uh, Giannis, I'd, more still, I'd still
1: say Giannis would be the best, the best player in the East. But Kevin Durant now was up there too.
0: But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's actually de- balance and depth. Oh yeah, like you could say, oh, the best players in the East next year could be Giannis, um, KD, Tatum, Tatum, Tatum for sure. Siakam, uh, Siakam Jimmy Butler, and uh, Oladipo, and If Embiid or or silly guys, (laughs) well, uh, maybe just uh, figure out team chemistry and then we'll talk. (laughs) Of course.
1: But yeah, that's how I would say it too. Honestly, those are the stars. Even uh, walk put Kemba Walker up there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Did you say Oladipo? I did say Oladipo. Okay. Yeah, those are those are pretty much the guys. Um, the boys. Yeah. (laughs) So those are those are the playoff matchups. And one more thing I do want to talk about is the. Uh, I mean, th- that's the Raptors. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much all I have to talk about with the Raptors. I mean, yeah. the Raptors just have to keep winning. I, yeah, exactly. They don't want to fall to that third seed.
0: Yeah. Sure. And I think how, how close are they
1: to clinching a playoff spot? I don't know, actually.
0: I mean, if the Bucks already clinched a playoff spot and they've won 52
1: games, I'm assuming like, there are a few more games away from that. Oh, yeah, games are that, dwindling right? down, yeah. Yeah. Um, but more, uh, yeah. I mean, on the West, one thing I do want to talk about that's been pretty entertaining to watch is the, uh, the race for the eighth spot. Um, Pelicans are... Going up there,
0: they're they're clo- they're climbing. They're, they're climbing. In. Uh, the Zion West. looks crazy. That it'll be fun for next Zion's year. Zion's
1: insane, actually. Hey, remember when the Mavericks were like third in the West? Oh yeah, now really? they're seventh. I mean, good times. Yeah, I mean the the Luca hype has kind of died down. He's still definitely one of the top players, mm-hmm. one of the best players. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess things are starting to even out now. No, of course. Um, where the where are the Pelicans exactly on the standings? right they now? Are Tell tw- them
0: they are twelfth in the Western Conference. And how many they, games back? Though? I have to do some math in my head, so you're gonna give me some time uh, to do this. So ramble on for a little bit. Uh, no, it's, they're a bit back, but they're, uh, they're they're a lot closer to the eighth spot. I, than that's what the I'm saying. Are. The
1: race for the eighth seed is pretty close, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're mm-hmm. one of a few teams that actually have a legitimate shot.
1: I think it's it'll be between. Pelicans and probably uh, Grizzlies. Yeah, of course, that should be fun.
0: Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the Pelicans' future. We, we've talked about them before on the podcast, but I will say this: I shouldn't. You shouldn't have too high of expectations for them this year because oh, they're all sure. a bunch of rookies and young guys. But I think next year is re. It's it's uh it's not too much of a stretch to say, hey, let's let's see what else you got. Oh yeah, let's let's see you cl-
1: challenge for the eighth seed. I mean them. Pelicans and the Kings, Kings are ninth in the uh, West, and it's literally one one win difference.
0: I wonder if Zion was healthy for the entire season, the Pelicans would be closer to it. They
1: definitely would because, again, I just want to get back to Zion. He's playing insane. He is. He is. Like, this is like he's going to be like a s- superstar in the next couple of years. It's going to be more fun. More like I would say I'm predicting more of a superstar than Doncic's. He'd be up there. Ooh, like, that's that's a spicy these take. These guys will, I, I think, I think these guys will reign the NBA very soon. You know, Giannis, Doncic, um, Zion, and probably Trey. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I like and that. And Tatum. And Tatum. It's getting hot in here with all these, spi- these hot takes.
0: I'm just looking at the future of the <laughs> NBA
1: here. Once once the old guys, you know, LeBron, Steph, KD, that generation is gone. Give, give it five years, mm-hmm. five, ten years. And of course.
0: Um, I just wanted to talk about something that uh, just keeps appearing on my timeline. Um, so obviously the coronavirus, it's, it's, it's a thing and it sucks. We're hoping for a vaccine of course, but, uh, some sporting events are getting, uh, messed up because of it. Um, the Italian government is ordering all sporting events to take place without fans until April 3rd due to the coronavirus. Oh man, I
1: think I saw a tweet about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I saw a joke. Well, I, I mean, it's not you're not supposed to joke about the coronavirus, but someone <laughs> made a joke about this whole that whole situation playing in front of no fans, and they're like, "Imagine if the Leafs won the Stanley Cup this year, and nobody was no in the did. stands." <laughs> well, I mean, they're used to it. They no one, no one. It's so quiet in there. <laughs> but what are they like? Oh, I mean, if nobody saw it, then. Is the Stanley Cup even real? It's like is if a tree falls in a forest, yeah, is nobody that championship there. even real? <laughs> Doesn't count. No one was there to see <laughs> it.
0: Uh, but yeah, I think my question for you is um, the Olympics are coming up mm-hmm. and there's questions about if they're going to even happen. There's already reports that the NBA and NHL are preparing for the possibility of having to either postpone games or play in front of empty crowds. Do you think it's going to happen? Or is it just precaution to something that's going to get
1: figured out soon? I think at that point, the NHL would probably, honestly, honestly, if that it comes to that, it would make sense to cancel the season only because how are you going to make money? The, the NHL is a business. Every sports league is a business. How do you make money if you're not going to be selling tickets?
0: Yeah, they do thrive off of ticket sales, and uh, that uh, would be a huge detrimental impact it would to the business.
1: Like it would be like majority of the business. I oh don't yeah, even no, know exactly. How they run. Well,
0: here's the thing, though. The season you're so far into the season, and the playoffs are about to start. Oh, you're soon. talking about this season? Or are you yeah. talking about like, next season? Oh, let's next hope well, it's, let's well, hope it's not, you know, still a problem. Then. I don't think it's going to be a problem by the time next season rolls around, because. But I mean, they're already talking about
1: the Olympics. Well, because
0: see, somewhere. the Olympics are in August, and that's uh, close. That's not anywhere close to October, because there's two months for the for the NHL to prepare for the season, mm-hmm. and. By then, like, I mean, the virus is still going to be around, but there's probably going to be a vaccine, right? Hopefully. Well, all I can say is this. Do You have to be prepared. I think that's what was happening here. Uh, All the sports leagues around the world, obviously the Swiss Hockey League is being uh, postponed until mid-March, which is the right thing to do. You got to be prepared. You can't just like, oh, everything's fine, guys. Uh, There's uh, there's nothing wrong. Just uh, go about your day. Uh, There's no coronavirus. Oh, there's a coronavirus.
1: Uh, just be prepared. And that's all you got to do. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. But, yeah, like, when you bring it up, like, if it happens this season, playing, again, it goes back to the thing, like, man, I hope the team who wins the championship doesn't have to win in front of an empty arena. But, uh, yeah, no, I. It, if it's midway through the season, they have to continue. Or, I don't know, something will have to happen. Postpone it. I don't know. Mm-hmm postpone and then postpone next season or have a shortened season i don't know it, there's definitely implications yeah of
0: course um let's lighten the mood a little bit uh just want to give a special shout out to the blue jays who are
1: uh in the midst of their spring training oh yeah and i mean uh, it's spring training right now i believe they've won uh six of their spring training games so far and uh tied a couple more um they've been looking really good and Again, this isn't the season that the Blue Jays are expected to, you know, make playoffs or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely a step in the right direction, and I think the farm is looking really good now. And uh, it's just an exciting time to be a Blue Jays fan again. we Blue Jays fans haven't really had anything for a few years after 2016. Mm-hmm. Things kind of crumbled a little. Um, it's now is the time um, to, I mean, if you're going to hop on a bandwagon... Now is the time to kind yeah. of pay attention to the blue Jays a bit it, more it, it might be it won't be this year it might well I'm, I'm not gonna say it won't be but it might not be this year knock on wood but um the, it, it's looking like uh they're, they're only, they can only trend upward from here
0: yeah this is gonna be a really exciting season I oh, think yeah. I, I I think there's gonna be some excitement I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs they might you never know but uh you know this is baseball stranger things have happened oh, but yeah. we, will, we will talk a little bit more about the blue Jays later on and uh if you guys really want to hear the coronavirus talks don't worry this is an ongoing thing. Behind the virus. Behind the oh. virus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone wants I to hear like that, that one. one. <laughs> That's going to be a very sad episode of the podcast. That sounds hey like guys. a science podcast. Hey, guys. <coughs> We're talking about the coronavirus. <laughs>
1: uh, don't worry. We will talk about it in the future because I'm sure this thing is going to continue to pop up. I mean, let's hope it's not. Like Again, so many people have lost their lives. So many people sick. I, everyone just wants it to be better now, you know, of course.
0: And thoughts and prayers to those who are affected by it. We hope you guys have of the speed course. of recovery.
1: Um, let's take a qu- another quick break and then we will close out this, uh, this uh, episode with uh, a few questions. I think we have a couple questions and we'll yeah. close it out. So we'll just take a really quick break. Um, now
0: I have a question. Who did that? Int- who did that transition music? Um, I believe his name is Young Cats Young Cats Shout out to you That is an awesome, trans- that, yeah, that is an awesome that's sound That's an awesome track Well I mean obviously We already
1: talked about the Toad sound But uh, no just in general It's pretty good <laughs> It is good It's perfect transition music I'm glad we found it Yeah of um, course Check him out Yeah I believe his name is Young Cats That's uh, with a K And a Z I think in there And
0: uh, yeah That's awesome um, So we're starting to do a new thing On the show Where we're going to ask you guys For some questions um, uh, we, we we do like uh, having some fan interaction. I think this is probably one of the best ways yeah, I mean, to do it.
1: Please uh, send in your questions. I know we don't have a huge, huge following, um, but uh, hey, if you want to tweet us a question, definitely. So we've got a couple of questions
0: today. Not many, so we're gonna try and make this thing quick. But uh, for those of you who did send in questions, thank you. If you missed out, don't worry. We'll be doing this again next episode. Oh yeah, you can
1: send them through the week.
0: No, of course, yeah. So first question is coming from. Tic Tac Omar, by the way, one of my favorite GIF accounts for Leafs Twitter. Oh, for
1: sure. I see you all the time there, man. Follow back. Yeah, keep up the good work. No, (laughs) of course. Please follow him. Michael has like way more (laughs) followers than I do. (laughs) Why is Jack Campbell so pure? How do I even answer that? It's just because he is. That's just who he is. He isn't. He's just a wholesome guy. He's wholesome. He's a humble guy. He's a team guy. I don't know how you could dislike him he just loves soup he's just it's in the name and like you saw that yesterday soup like, soup is warm and he his heart is warm
0: soup is love soup is, no 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 I'm not doing that on. I'm
1: not doing that
0: no yeah don't he's, go there I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna stop right there uh no but yeah soup he's just a really nice guy I think considering
1: I sh- that there's two players that are known for soup yeah one did a soup commercial now
0: it's coming out soon and the other one is just named after soup so I hope they collab on
1: something. Why doesn't Campbell's Soup just sign both of them? That's That would be some really fun commercials. I
0: feel like there could be some fun. Yeah, there could be something really fun. It's like Oh,
1: yeah. Like, I
0: eat a and I'm Jack Campbell. How blah, blah, about blah, 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 blah. Campbell's mustache that he's growing out? <laughs> oh,
1: my God. I mean, I read. I don't know if it's true, but I read that. Uh, it's probably, I don't know if it's true because I just read it on Twitter, but it's just uh, he's growing it out to support Austin Matthews' uh, campaign for the Rocket Richard trophy
0: Nice Well of course I think th- the fact that he's like Really endearing himself To the team I think that's what makes him Can such we say that
1: Austin Matthews is slowly Bringing uh, the mustache back Into hockey culture I don't know Because also look at Justin Bieber Who Yeah Grew out his mustache Conveniently um, After he becomes Best buds with uh, You know Matthews, Marner And Tyson Berry Yeah oh, yeah. And immediately after He starts going on some I mean I follow him On Instagram He's a great follow um immediately after he uh kind of gets back into hockey literally his life seems like it's hockey which is great i mean i don't get how people hate on justin bieber he's a nice guy come on he is he turned his you know he was uh kind of childish before but now he's a he's a he's an adult he's doing his own thing he's married and uh i don't care if he's not good at hockey or people all i see in his comments are like oh like whenever he posts something hockey related about how he sucks at hockey like dude he's of course. his his job is a singer he probably has like no time to play hockey the fact that he wants to get back into hockey or he wants to get back out there and just play for fun yeah like how could you hate that right yeah props to him and yeah. he's actually pretty good for a guy who again like uh is getting back into it I, I believe he played when he was younger but then yeah like he's been doing this music thing for years he has no free time to ever play hockey right and the fact that he's getting into it, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah,
0: and when uh, you have a lot of r- success uh, in the music industry, I think you deserve a little bit of free time to play some hockey
1: with the boys. Oh yeah, but back to the mustache thing, uh, I think uh, I think that would it just made me think. You think? Do you think Austin Matthew Do you think he's maybe taking that after Austin Matthews a little?
0: Maybe, and Maybe. I mean, Cap- Captain's already got the mustache thing oh, yeah. going, and some others might do the same thing too. I mean, you saw that post I posted yesterday, right? About yeah. who some of the least would look like with a mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry, Mitchy. You, I, I like that post. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, basically, if you, I mean, it was just um, Marner without uh, facial hair at all because you know he's
0: a, he's a little right. boy,
1: um, but a real boy. <laughs> I think that answers the questions as, as as to the best abilities. To our best abilities. Yeah, we hopefully that, that gave you the answer you were He's looking pure. for. He's pure. Let's just leave it at that. I don't, th- I don't think there's an expl- explanation for that. Yeah. It's like, why is water wet? Because uh, it is. <laughs> Water's not wet.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> of All right. Let's not do them to next that. Next question. Uh, It's from at fan83toronto. Should award voting be changed? I think everyone agrees the criteria should be there and should be award specific to offensive defense what about how the awards are voted by writers biases guys who don't even watch outside their markets etc so i think he's referring to like the Mm -hmm. the heart trophy because that's the big debate right now
1: the heart trophy um i'm just thinking like pretty much the heart trophy maybe the vesna possibly not obviously the offense and Mm -hmm. defense but maybe the ones that kind of uh again if you're on a good team and your team kind of can draw more wins i think that kind of goes in favor i think also the norris because they do tend to give it to the more offensive defenseman than the traditional defensive defenseman
0: yeah but uh, defensive defenseman are usually not guys that produce points that's not really the thing but
1: it's like you always see the offensive defenseman winning the norris Mm -hmm. they usually go by that like just last season it was um of course morgan riley and uh uh, brent burns and you know those likes who you know put up put up points like crazy um and, uh, and obviously Hedman as well. But, um, I don't know. I do think, uh, I think they have to, I think in every single award, um, they do need to look into a little more different, uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I do agree with the Norris because like, you can be an amazing defensive defenseman, but you're not going to get as much attention as someone who's putting up 60 points in a season as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or, no, of course. Or more. Um, And it's just about that. Again, um, I mean, we are in the media, I guess, you and I um, are hopefully in the future. Knock on wood for that one. Knock on wood. But I think people, I don't know, people do have to realize that, um, listen, they only make the headlines because they're doing something out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. And that's because they're putting up points. You're not going to be like holy, he made like a crazy defensive play, Mm -hmm. and then be able to put that as a headline.
0: Yeah, and I think the same thing will go for the Hart Trophy, which is the MVP award for the NHL. It should go to the player that made the biggest impact on the team's success or was the the reason they were able to have a successful season to begin with. And you can make the argument that it's Leon Dreis Hell's award, and, I mean, if we're going by current criteria, absolutely. He's running away with the reward right now. But... I think, and I think this, I'm starting to see people say this Connor Hellebuck deserves some nominations. Oh, yeah. Because if he's not playing the season, having the season he's having, there's no way that the Jets are even close to a playoff spot
1: in the West. Like, he's basically carrying that team. This question is such a good question. It's just very deep because, again, like, every award has different ways we can discuss this. Like, that just brought. The idea of uh should I I mean should goalies be pretty much considered equally in terms of hard Trophy mm-hmm. consideration? I mean definitely when you're looking at the uh like I guess the leaders in the league, it's way easier to look at skaters than than goalies and kind of mm-hmm. measure how good they are just by the numbers.
0: And usually they give them to, t- to teams that made the playoffs. And I think oh, like yeah,
1: yeah well, of course you want to give it to the. I, I still I believe that. that. I I don't I think if you don't make the playoffs, then you're not the MVP because. You couldn't I know hockey's more of a team game. Mm-hmm. But no, like you didn't get to the ultimate I mean the ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup, but you didn't even get close to that. You didn't even get the chance yeah. to. So um most valuable player, maybe you need a most valuable player who can get you to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably why Taylor Hall won it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Because he was basically the main reason the Devils were able to clinch a playoff spot oh, yeah. the way that they did. But I mean they didn't even last that long cuz like they were not a talented team back then. If you, if you even t- take Teller Hall out of it, that's not a playoff team. Come oh, yeah. On. Um, well, what are your thoughts on it? I, I definitely agree with you that they need to uh, change some of the criteria in terms of how they pick their winners because uh, they are a little bit too biased towards one end of the spectrum. And you see a little bit of a uh, voter fatigue in some areas as well. They always give it to the, the same players year after year after year. I mean, obviously, some things like Rocket Richard, that's fine. Leave it the way it is because you can't change like who scored the most goals like like per game like that that's stupid. Just who scored the most goals and who scored the most points for the Art Ross, I believe it is right for point leaders in the, NH- mm-hmm. the NHL. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's fine. I that I, that I don't mind. You, you can't but, really change that. No, this, no, of course it's not.
1: There's subjective and there's objective, and those are just the objective ones like. You already know who's going to win. It's just reach the number, right?
0: Yeah. It's just a tough question because, yeah, I think they shouldn't... This make the projected ones a little bit more realistic. But then again, how do you change it? It's just so I mean, hard. It
1: brings the question, how? And I honestly have no clue. And if we're going back to the uh, voting, like the media members voting, don't 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 get it twisted. Just because, you know, you're covering just the Toronto Maple Leafs, your local market. Who's not hearing about Leon Drys Idol right now? Who's not knowing about the impact Connor McDavid is making or David Posternak or, or, like, or uh, uh, Nathan Hughes. McKinnon, Quinn Hughes, uh, Kale McCarr. Um, you know, they <laughs> it's not that they don't know and there's definitely no bias. I, I don't think there is any bias, but uh I guess it's, it's it just comes back back down to the criteria. Some people are gonna be like, hey well, you know, uh this goalie, you know, really pushed – really uh, push them to the playoffs mm-hmm. like in Winnipeg's case, but then you might be like, well, uh, Edmonton's I mean uh, I mean we're, we're talking about how Edmonton's more legit now so I don't even want to say this, but let's just say someone says, well, it looks like I mean Edmonton's not that deep of a team. they're very top heavy and uh, their top guy really carried a, a huge load, probably but, a bigger load than um, other teams have to do, but is his load the same as the load that you know Hellebuck had to carry? they're two different mm-hmm. decisions. You're not really comparing apples to apples.
0: There is some market
1: bias I think in the award voting because
0: the only some of the voters will pick who they see the most and, and who they care about it's the most.
1: natural because I mean you might hear about Leon Dreisaitl, but when you're watching, you know, let's just say Austin Matthews night in 90, you kind of see him differently because mm-hmm. you, you get a look of him like so much in your your opinions of them change, and
0: you have a deeper appreciation for them, and what they do for the
1: team, and what they provide. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's just that's just
0: natural human instinct. Like you, you are so fixated on the players you know and the players you rep- you recognize uh, and relate to. So, I mean, that's something that's gonna have to change in the future, though. So, I I wish we could give you the answer, uh, Toronto fan, Toronto fan eighty three Toronto, but uh, they should
1: just get some foreign people who've never watched hockey. And just give them highlights of the whole season and uh, give them a, a quick recap. Yeah, and let them figure it out. Yeah, that'd be
0: uh, that'd be quite the sight <laughs> to see. That would be unbiased, <laughs>
1: <laughs> unbiased reporting. That's what journalism's all about. Just get people who don't know hockey, teach them hockey, and then just tell them to choose some people. <laughs> there you go. No, that wouldn't work. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's again, it comes back down to the question of how how do they change it if they want to change it?
0: That'll be a question for another time. But uh, yeah. That's it for questions for today. That was some awesome debates that we just had. Uh, please send in more. Like I said at the top, uh, we really like fan interaction, and uh, we'd love to hear you guys' questions some more. So, oh yeah, when we when we post just before episodes, I'm gonna post out uh, to send questions. So please be on the lookout for that. And if you have a question you want to ask, uh, send them, send them your way. We'll also follow me. Don't just follow Michael. Follow. Hey, me come well. on. <laughs> listen. Guys, help Matthew get a lot more followers. We the the road to two thousand is uh, within sight. I'm not complaining.
1: I think what I'm at one. I'm nearly at one point two k. That's really good. Yeah. Um, you're at five k though, so. But hey, I I think I did it pretty quickly too. Yeah. But. No, I, I'm just trying to grow. Yeah, exactly. Trying Come to on. interact with more people too. I think it's more about interaction. I don't really care. I could have like a million followers, but if nobody's nobody's talking to me, nobody's replying to me, then. <laughs> then it's just sad. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: Come on, guys. By the next episode, we got to have Matthew at 1.2K. 1. One million. One million. <laughs> uh, a zillion, as uh, a zillion. Barstool would say. <laughs> um, anyway, great.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. This I, lo- is, uh, I love this podcast. Honestly, oh. <laughs> we, it went from behind the net to behind the memory card to behind the virus and back oh to behind the net.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just uh, the, the podcast of many uh, topics. Uh, mm-hmm. We just love to talk
1: about everything, clearly. Of course.
0: Uh, like we said at the top of the show, follow me on twitter at the leafs imo
1: and you can follow me on twitter at matt underscore rodrigo
0: underscore and thank yous again for listening and we will catch you next time thank you we'll we'll
1: uh, we'll talk to you guys next time bye bye